This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, white wine drinking, iced coffee sipping, target overspending, HBO loving, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be than right here with my low lifers. I hope you're having a beautiful day and a great week so far. But if you're feeling a bit depressed, I know the weather's a bit shit for a lot of people out there here in LA too. Oh my God, the rain has been insane. I lost power for eight hours yesterday. And then the week before that, my lights went out, no electricity. Oh, it's been a shit show, but I love it. I do love the rainy weather. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Because I don't live in it all the time. We never get rain in LA, so I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm like, I'm down to wear a cute winter coat. I love using my fancy umbrella. I actually enjoy this rain, minus the flooding and the power outages. It's actually something I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm loving every moment of it. If you're feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, overwhelmed right now, just it's not a good week for you. Don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. You have come to the right place. You're here for a reason. And we're about to turn that frown upside down. we got a great show in store for you today. Oh, I love this guest, a very good friend of mine and friend of the show, Jacob Petway is here, and so we're going to dive into a couple different topics. But before we get into this week's episode, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked about my mental health score this week. On a scale of 1 to 10, in this moment right now, just this week, I'm going to rate my mental health a solid 8 out of 10, which is very high for me. Hasn't been that high in a long time, and so I'm riding it to the wheels fall off. There are a few factors that have contributed to my happy mental state right now. One, I do love the rain. Number two, I've been getting sleep. It is so important to get sleep. I can't stress it enough. Like, Go take a nap. If you are feeling like you haven't had good sleep, please just get some good sleep. Take an edible. Pass out for a bit. Try to get seven to eight hours. It really is a game changer. I've also been drinking some water. I could drink more, but you know, I'm working on it. But most importantly, it's Pisces season. It's my favorite time of the year. I love Pisces season. I have a very special place in my heart. Happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños to my Pisces piranhas out in the streets. You know, I love you so much. My highly sensitive, empathetic, caring, compassionate, deep thinkers, the pontificators of life. Oh, with a little bit of spice, of course. Oh, I just adore my Pisces kings and queens. And so happy birthday to you if you are celebrating a birthday in between what? February 19th through March 20th is Pisces season. Feliz cumpleaños, my little fishies in the ocean, swimming with me. I'm a cancer crab, and so we go hand in hand together. I'm recording this on March 1st, my mama's birthday, the queen, and I'm doing it up this year for her. I really want to make this birthday extra special because she has been going through it when it comes to her health. The last few years have been a really difficult journey to navigate, filled with doctor's appointments and getting lots of testing done and feeling like shit and gaining weight and not having an appetite and, and just not feeling great. She hasn't really felt that great in the last few years, and we didn't know the reason why. And going to different doctors and being misdiagnosed, and she was misdiagnosed by three different doctors, and she felt like she was going crazy. She couldn't figure out, like, what the hell is wrong with her until we did, until we finally got an answer. It was the fourth doctor, and they did testing on her and specific blood testing for a genetic blood disease that she ended up having. And so it was really important for her to do that test. I wish she would have done it in her 30s, but she's in her late 50s and decided to get this test because a doctor suggested it to her. And thank God this particular doctor did because it did save her life. My mom was diagnosed with hemochromatosis, which is a genetic blood disease. Basically, her body has too much iron in it and you're born with it and it usually doesn't show up in your life and you realize you have it until 30s or 40s. But there are a lot of symptoms to look out for along the way to give you a clue that you might 
possibly have this. And I think a lot more people have it than they actually know because, again, this is a genetic blood disease that you have to specifically ask to be tested for. And so if anyone's listening to this and you have a family, and I hear this all the time, like, oh, on my mom's side, we have a lot of breast cancer on my mom's side of the family. Or my dad's side, there's a lot of pancreatic cancer. I've had a grandma pass away of that, an aunt, an uncle who had it. Like, I hear that quite often amongst friends and clients and stuff. But when I hear that now, after knowing that this genetic blood disease is pretty much the catalyst that can cause all of these other cancers and diseases, because if you look at the symptoms of hemochromatosis, it's basically an excess of iron in your body. Your body takes this excess of iron that it has, starts funneling it out to your major organs, and that's what causes pancreatic cancer or heart failure or liver disease. It's the excess iron being funneled into all of your vital organs. And so it's the cause and effect. And so if you get diagnosed with hemochromatosis and you realize you have this genetic blood disease, then you can be proactive and put steps in place so it doesn't lead to a pancreatic cancer or disease that's really tough to fight. So I've talked about her diagnosis before on other episodes, but it's really important for me to talk about it because if anyone listening to this has a history of their family of any type of disease, please ask your doctors for this specific blood panel because then you could actually stand a chance at being proactive and putting steps in place so you don't have to deal with cancer or any other diseases. There's still a lot more testing that my mom has to do and every week to two weeks, she has to go and get bloodletting, which is basically just getting like two pints, sometimes three pints of blood taken out of her. It's insane. So it's not easy to go through that. We have a long road ahead of us, but because of everything she's been going through and she's been so positive, so proactive, so brave, really though, just a pillar of strength, this spicy Latina. Ah, oh, I love her so much. And so this year I just, I really want to give her a gift and do something special for her, something that she'll never forget and something that will completely just throw her off and like she had no idea what to expect. And so I am surprising her with family. That's the best gift I could give her. That's all she wants is family. She loves her family. I mean, my cousins, who she basically has been like a second mother to them and helped raise. They're like siblings to me. Jeremy, Stephanie, Danielle, Sean, my little nephew, Damien. And so they're all coming into California. I'm flying them in, putting them in an Airbnb, and we're going to host a dinner for her. A beautiful birthday dinner. And I am going balls to the wall. Mexican Martha Stewart over here. I'm cooking, cleaning, baking. I'm a florist. Oh, I'm really going all out for this one. It's not formal. I don't want a formal vibe. I want it to feel casual. But I definitely want it to be beautiful and over the top with flowers everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been busy doing, planning all of that, which is actually really fun for me. I love getting to play Mexican Martha Stewart because Typically, that's my mom's role in the family. She's the planner. She's the person who does all the floral stuff and cooking and stuff. So for me to, to take that on has been really fun for me and a little bit scary. I'm like, oh, God, I hope I am able to pull this off. Also, surprising her is impossible because she knows everything going on. She, again, is the planner of the family. And so keeping this under wraps has been tough, but so far, so good. Stay tuned. I cannot wait to share videos and pictures of everything I'm doing. I'll be baking, cooking, cleaning, like everything. And so I've been busy. But I love designer dupes or getting the look for less or how to have a beautiful $500 arrangement, but for 50 bucks, like that sort of a thing. So I love giving like life hack stuff for parties and, and special occasions. So I might end up doing another episode on that, like party planning. And I love that stuff. It's so much fun for me. All right, let's get into this week's episode of the podcast. So Jacob Petway is on the show today, a very good friend of mine, a friend of the show. He's been on the podcast before, and we have this beautiful friendship, and we've bonded over our love of spicy food, murder documentaries, and good television. And so we hung out. We watched The Last of Us. It's such a great show. Oh, The Last of Us is one of those shows that I didn't think I would be getting into it, but I love it. There are some spoilers in this episode. If you don't care about spoilers, enjoy listening. It's in the second part of the show. I think it's like 20 minutes in, but it's basically just spoilers on the first couple episodes. We're going over the plot. We're talking about the characters and giving our opinions and thoughts. And even if you haven't watched The Last of Us, you'll enjoy this episode because the storyline of this show is what's so captivating. And that's why the show is so popular. It's like number one in the country right now. A lot of people are talking about Pedro Pascal. They love The Last of Us, and I understand why. The show is really well-written. It's well done. The characters are incredible, and the writing is top-notch. And so it's the recipe for success, and it's a great series. 
So we're talking about The Last of Us, and we also talked about Jacob's friendship with Aaron Carter, <laughs> which is such a random thing that we were discussing, but we were just shooting the shit. We had taken an edible, and we're talking. That's something I find really interesting about Jacob is he's lived a lot of life in the 33 years he's been on this planet. The guy has done so much. He's served time in jail. He's been around the world. He loves to travel. He has very interesting friends and all different parts of the world, different personalities. And and I just love having deep talks and random conversations with him. And we could talk for hours. And that's what you're going to get today, a little glimpse into our conversation. And the topic of choice was Aaron Carter, because I loved Aaron Carter. And the guy has had a tumultuous life, really tough, sad life, actually. Even though he was this teen heartthrob and Disney Channel and everybody loved him and he was dating like Hillary Duff at one point, but he definitely had some demons and, and went through a lot of shit and unfortunately died way too soon. But Jacob had some great memories with him. And so we talk about that. If you are a fan of Aaron Carter, we are diving into those waters today. That's the first part of the show. And then the second part of the show, we are breaking down The Last of Us. Jacob always makes me laugh. The conversation is great. I am so happy you're here to enjoy this one. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Today's very special episode with Jacob Petway. Hit it. I didn't realize that you knew this guy until I did. I'm talking about Aaron Carter. Rest in peace. Yeah. I always tried to be the flyest kid in the block. The popular one with the ride and stop. So that's when I had this bright idea. Throw the party of the month. Now the party of the year. We lost to King. Aaron Carter. But I didn't know you guys were homies back in the day. And so I learned something new about you every time I hang out. Which is great because there's a lot to unpack with you. You're a man who's what, 34? I'm 33. <laughs> I haven't been asked my age in you're, some time. You're young, but you've lived a lot a lot of life in yeah. 33 or 34 years. 30, 30, we'll say 33. 33 years. And in one of the lives you've had, you were besties with Aaron Carter. That was a strange summer. How did that even happen? It, like, take me to day one, because okay. I was like, what are you talking about? Plus, I was a little high when you told me the story, and so I didn't- Yeah, it's, it's weird. Hit it all. I worked at Massage Envy one summer- I got a massage as like a reward for almost failing out of college my like freshman your, year. My mom bought you a me. massage. Yeah. And I ended up getting a job as oh, the nice. front desk person. Yeah. Oh, not actually giving no, massages. Thank God. No, there okay. were some weirdos that came in there. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. The weird crowd. People that come into my, really? Cause yeah. I feel like that's such a commercial place. Yeah. But you get these creeps. Guys. Guys coming in to get a rub down. Oh, and it, a hand job. They no, well, they just like get excited, and then you hear the masseuse run out screaming. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> off topic. Wait, I didn't realize massage envy it would go down there. If I want a hand job, happy ending. No, I no, it doesn't go on. But guys just show up there and they get turned on by massages, and so they just are like, anytime you go in for a massage, you're getting disrobed. And so these guys would ask for females and they would get excited. They'd get turned on. And the girls would run out screaming because it's, yeah, it's not Run like, out screaming because there's a boner or the guy lifts his towel and wants her to. I wasn't in there to like know what was happening. Because if I, I mean, well, I'm different. Yeah, I think it depends on how you. I roll a guy over, he has a boner. I'm like, obviously it's you, a great yeah, massage. Yeah, you can get stimulated. But the I blood think is you rushing have to down. do some weird, act. I don't know. Maybe they try to grab. Lower the towel, move the hand yeah, onto the like shaft. Yeah, take the towel, something. Touch the balls. Something whatever. like that. Yeah, whatever then it would happens. be a little dicey. Yeah. But I wouldn't run out for a, just a boner. I'd stay and finish the massage. <sighs> you're, you're a trooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're working the front desk. Working the front desk. I need a year and a visual We're in you. Nashville, Tennessee, or outside of Nashville. And this is 2009. Oh, okay, early 2000, mid-2000s. Yeah, and in walks Aaron Carter and his manager. And his prime. No, this is not prime. That's prime, not prime. Aaron was like young Aaron. This was like Aaron on the end of his run, trying to make a comeback back into, so he was training for Dancing with the Stars. So like his music career was pretty much like 
done at that point. Yeah. And so had just gotten some tattoos on his arms. He wasn't like covered like the Aaron that you saw fully inked up face, everything neck, chest, Um, everything was covered. So he just comes in to get a massage and his manager, we were just shooting the shit. He's like, what are you up to later? I'm like, I'm just, you know, probably going to chill, maybe smoke some weed. And the next day, work calls and they're like hey uh aaron carter's manager called and left you his number oh that's weird so i call him and he's like hey man uh do you think you could find aaron he just wants to smoke some weed and i'm like okay so oh to get him some weed yeah so which is illegal at the time oh yeah still is in tennessee it's but it was more just like to smoke so i went over there and he was living at his brother nick's house and we just smoked hung out and we became like pretty cool he made beats i like to freestyle rap over him yeah we bonded and so was like nick that, there oh, too uh i saw nick like one time like aaron lived in like the carriage house or the what i think that's the carriage house right the over sure. the garage yeah hot room mm-hmm. yeah so that was aaron's little like he made beats up there and just hung out but so we just started bonding and you that, brought him weed yeah we like so we, we smoked we hung out and we did music we both rode dirt bikes so we started he went to my mom's house a couple times to ride dirt bikes and yeah like that whole summer we were just chilling it homies homies this is back in myspace days and so like oh a better time that simpler top, times. The top friends your top eight i i became like top yeah were you part top. of aaron carter's top eight for a while what and all of his friends that got like booted <laughs> out of the way started like getting mad at me and i'm like oh because you pushed one of the homeboys out out of the top whatever category you had a top eight i assume you could do a top four some people just did one you could do one four at one point i felt so popular in life i had a top 32 oh my gosh but i really wasn't close to any of them i just was lonely and wanted to seem like i had a pack of people okay did i no it was all smoke and mirrors much like social media today but anyway this was early instagram before that those were my days. space days. Yeah. So you're how far up on the top eight were you? I, I mean, it, I think I don't remember. It was definitely like in top four. But <laughs> I don't remember. It was top four though. Yeah, it was top. No, definitely we, first we row. Definitely like I. So my Aaron was homies with Michael Jackson. And what? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what a kid when he was a kid. Him and Michael like were homies. Yeah, homies that didn't like Michael Jackson did not look in his butthole yeah he said nothing ever happened but okay so, i just want to say slight disclaimer because unpopular opinion i'm someone who believes that michael jackson <laughs> king of pop is actually an innocent man and i know i know i know okay i do believe that i know gun to I'm, my head show's over i'm done i'm just kidding people i know people i talk thank my low lifers thank you for being understanding of me and i, I know it's a a controversial topic MJ, some people don't want to listen to his music anymore. I still love his music. I love his he's music. Crazy but talented. He's, a, he's also a creeper. I don't believe it. I think he was a child stuck in a man's body, like Peter Pan, and he did nothing with kids. So other guys that claim to be children stuck in men's bodies that go around doing stuff to children. It's different. It's so different. This is Aaron Carter telling the truth about Michael Jackson. So apparently they spent a lot of time together. Yeah. And this was at a time when Aaron Carter was prime molestation age yes. for Michael Jackson. Allegedly, you know, because everyone that Michael Jackson molested was around eight to 10 years old. And so there's several people who have said something along the lines of Aaron Carter that they spent time with him. And now he did nothing. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin was yeah. another. And so I know everyone looks at Michael like a guilty man, but he's a dead man and he's not here anymore to defend himself. And he was acquitted of all charges, but found guilty in the court of public opinion. But anyway, back to Aaron Carter. So he was close to MJ. And then did you get to hang with Michael Jackson too? Yes. The ghost no. of Michael Jackson. Wait. Oh, <laughs> God. What do you mean? No, so the ghost of Michael Jackson. Michael gave Aaron this sequin jacket, like all rhinestones, the whole thing that he wore on his like 30th anniversary. Like it was a big concert, like Usher performed. Whitney Houston, Britney Spears. Aaron Spears. performed. No. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Usher, Whitney Houston, Aaron, Aaron Carter. Carter. Really? Yeah. Oh. And so Michael gave him like a glove and his jacket that he wore at that thing. And so Aaron, at the time at Nick's house, Aaron just kept it on the back of his computer chair at his little desk where he oh, made beats. Wow. And this is probably a multi-million dollar jacket. 
Of course. And the glove is just Michael Jackson desk. had been dead by the time. Cause, yeah, because he died in- dead at that point. He had just recently died. So that jacket was just a very hot ticket hot item. Hot ticket. Michael had just passed away. Yeah, so one day Aaron had fallen asleep and I'm put on the jacket, put on the glove and was just like dancing around the apartment. So that was what I meant with the ghost We're, of Michael Jackson. Oh, so you wore Michael Jackson's jacket? Yeah, for- 15 minutes doesn't matter that's that was one percent of the population that could michael have a story like that because you know he didn't feel me but why were you were you sleeping at aaron's apartment no no. why you (laughs) well you said he was sleeping we he passed you guys after what no he smoked and he fell asleep so and so i was chilling and then did you hook up with aaron carter no way Aaron was, he ended up coming out. I don't know if it was just oh, yeah. like an excuse later no, I, in his I know, life. I know you didn't. got arrested, but he like came out and said he was bisexual at one point. Oh, that's right. I um, think that also was at the same time he was promoting his OnlyFans. Yeah. That's a whole nother weird thing. The OnlyFans of Aaron Carter. Yeah. I didn't see any of the videos, but were they pretty explicit? Like, was he? <laughs> I didn't see them either. I have no oh. idea. <laughs> it's but not like I subscribed to Aaron's OnlyFans. A friend? Me and Aaron like kind of went our separate ways. Did something bad happen? Well, just Aaron, he had a struggle with addiction. And yeah. And 09, he was on Dancing with the Stars. And so that's why he was in Nashville. He was training to be a better athlete on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. So he's staying and his brother Nick had a place. And so that's how we met, started hanging out. Aaron comes out to LA to shoot the show and randomly get a phone call one day, new phone number. I answer and he's like, hey, this is Aaron Carter. Uh, what are you doing? I'm like, just, I'm at college at the time. I'm like, oh, I'm just studying for exams. He's like, we'll get to the airport. I bought you a plane ticket. Oh, wow. So he flew me out to LA. It was my first time I ever came to LA. And so I was like, oh, this is great. Didn't even hesitate. You're like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So yeah, he just like, you know, I saw the, the dark side of Aaron. Like he obviously had his substance abuse. So like I'd see him doing like pills and stuff and but he was trying to make a comeback. I think he struggled to be in that limelight of Justin Bieber. I think yeah. Bieber kind of surpassed him. And then Aaron always wanted to be recognized as like that original pioneer. Oh, that's right. Yes. Because he kind of was like before, I mean, there's always going to be like a kid star. I mean, Michael, look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jack- David Cassidy, Donny Osmond. There's been teen heartthrobs all the time. But I guess in the Aaron Carter, Justin Bieber, they had a very similar look. And it was kind of around the same-ish time. Well, no. No, no. This was like Aaron no, just, was Backstreet in sync, and Aaron would like open for him. He had the same manager that Lou Pearlman that was stealing all the money from all those guys. Like he embezzled. Oh, so he wanted to be recognized by Bieber. And I have seen Aaron Carter in past interviews talk about like, I want the credit where it's deserved. I basically ran so- yes. Bieber could walk behind me. Yeah, that's what he claimed, but never got sure. it. Who cares? I mean, it's an ego thing at that point. Oh, for sure. And like going from a kid star that sold millions of records to then no one really cares about, that was a tough, I think that was his biggest struggle was just oh, yeah. like that demon of fighting what he once was to now. I mean, he dated Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff at the same time. What? You don't remember that? No. What? Aaron Carter, like prime Aaron Carter was dating... Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan at the same exact time. And, and this out. was Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan and, and Hilly, Lizzie, and McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Oh, that oh. was my show. Wow. Yeah. So both of these girls, like when they're just the most popular, popular girls yeah, at the they time. Yeah, both dated Aaron. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That you was missed like that his news big, story. <laughs> yeah, that was like the big thing back in the day. Huh. Okay, so having that moment at the top of his game, I get the transition is probably really shitty feeling. Yeah, it's got to be horrible. Fall from grace. But it's not. It's just you had that moment, you rode the wave, and some people take it and embrace another part of career or whatever. But maybe he was just hanging on so tight to that. Didn't evolve. So he does Dancing with the Stars in L.A., he didn't win it, did he? No, or like fourth place or something. Okay. He did decent in it. Were you hanging out with him here in LA? So yeah, I came out when he was filming that. He like picked me up from the airport and he decided- That's sweet. Yeah, and he decided he wanted to go on a snowboarding. He was very like random like that. He'd be like, hey, we're going snowboarding. I was like, I don't have any clothes. He's like, we'll go buy clothes. And so he bought. He went and bought a Range Rover because he was driving this Mercedes coupe and it wouldn't make it in the mountains. So he's like, screw it. So we went and just traded it in. 
And like, I think drugs are definitely like, who just goes and does random shit like that? (laughs) Yeah. I want a range. Boom. We got a range. Yeah. So Aaron's like, I'm going to sign you to my record label. He had a record label. Well, he thought he had a record label. Got it. So he's like, it's called War Wounds. We're going to make music. Come to find out there was no Because you rap and sing. It's like a hobby. Yes. But it was, yeah. He was like, oh yeah, we're going to make music together. All this stuff. There was no such thing. He always made things bigger than what they were. You could say you have a record label right now. Yeah. But it doesn't really like. Okay. Fair enough. But he had the connections to probably make something happen. Maybe at one point. Oh, that's so tough. The industry's tough, man. You can go from like the it boy to them being like, no one wants to be associated with you. It's so crazy. I still feel like that to this day. Not on that level, of course. When I had COVID and I was down for a week and then I was just depressed and wasn't working for another week. That was two weeks that I was off and the world was already moving and everything. And I was like, God, I probably lost all my clients. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I'm a washed up stylist. Yeah. I'm, I don't have my finger on the pulse of fashion anymore. I thought that I doubted myself for a second. Then I was like, oh, no, I remember who I am. I'm okay. I got this. Hold up. It's okay to take a bit of a break. But that's just two weeks of me being dramatic. Exactly. But for someone who's actually been the freaking. He was on Broadway. I, did you know he was in like a Broadway musical? No. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So he's done like a lot of cool stuff. He sold a lot of albums. But gosh, he has a f***ed up family. Yeah. I know his family was pretty dysfunctional, but all families have a bit of dysfunction. There's a lot to unpack with that one, though. I mean, so Aaron claimed that his sister, who had overdosed and passed away, had sexually abused him at one point of his like younger oh, no. age. Yeah. Oh, that's dark. His parents stole money from him. He accused them of that. It was just like this weird... Nick Nick has his own things going on. Didn't um, Aaron at one point, or maybe this could have just been some random rumor, Aaron said that Nick touched him? Yeah, I'm sure. Aaron said a lot of shit. Aaron, at one point, threatened to kill Nick's pregnant wife. And so they put a restraining order on Aaron. His twin sister, Angel, put a restraining order on Aaron. This was like- Oh, because they thought he was just dangerous. Yeah, because he had he had just a collection of guns. This is why I never, like, I was afraid to even talk about him. Oh, Aaron. I like, remember- <laughs> You were yeah. like, let's talk about Aaron. I'm like, Lo, I cannot say anything. because so this like, was like over a year ago. And I remember I wanted to talk about Aaron Carter at the time because I was doing like a millennial type episode. I'm like, we should talk about Aaron Carter because you had mentioned, oh, I, I knew Aaron Carter. Yeah, we were friends at one point. And so I asked you and you're like, actually, I'd rather not. And then, you, and then I didn't, I dropped it. And then a couple months later, because you had, you had said to me, I'd rather not. And I was like, why? And you said- well, he, I just think the guy's a bit dangerous. And yeah. I just don't want to mess with that right now. Yikes. It's I don't want to do anything like that. A month later, you sent me an Instagram live that he was doing where he was like with his guns. Yeah, he had like a machine gun, a pistol. He was making music about guns. Yeah. He was talking about shooting people. And I'm like, Aaron's come out before and said he's schizophrenic, bipolar. He also had some mental health issues that he struggled with. And right. Huffing was a big thing he struggled with, where you huff paint. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing. That would be really easy to get access to, because you could just buy, like, yeah, a can I mean, of Raid. Did you huff with him? No. Never. Oh. Uh-uh. We just smoked weed and rode dirt bikes. So you guys are buying Range Rovers, going snowboarding together in L.A. He doesn't win Dancing with the Stars, but you're staying with him, hanging in L.A. Yeah. And then where does it go south? Or why did you guys lose I had lose to go connection? back home to go. Oh, I had exams. To live. Yeah. This was literally like this week interlude in my exams that I was about to start. And so I was like, I got to go back to school. He flew me back home and that was it for a while. And then like it just, you could definitely tell he was, he wasn't paying his management and- oh. Yeah, and he just was definitely starting to struggle. And I don't know, he just dealt with different things. And so I didn't really talk to him much. And then I started seeing him going down like this, the face tattoos. I think he got Rihanna or like Medusa on his face. He got some like bad looking face tattoos. Damn. Yeah. And then I don't know, it just, the videos of the guns was scary. And I'm like, I'm just trying to- I'm good. Yeah, distance myself from that. Okay, you know what? Let's take a quick break. I'm going to go have a little iced coffee moment really quick. And then we got to get into The Last of Us. 
Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little bit more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I'm excited to have Nutrafol as a sponsor because I use it. I love it. I'm a big fan of this company. I've noticed a big difference in my skin, nails, hair. Even my sleep has improved since I started taking this. Now I have the queen taking it too, and it has been a game changer for her hair. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I love me a good edible moment. I talk about it all the time on this show. And so I was so excited that Via became a sponsor of the Low Life Podcast. Oh, this is a dream partnership because I love their edibles. They're so delicious. And they're coming on right in time for Valentine's Day. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increases the blood flow, and intensifies any sexual experience, even if it's a solo experience. It's going to be amazing with this gummy. The strawberry-flavored one is my favorite. They're vegan. Organic ingredients are used. They have zero THC products as well. So if you're not down for THC, that's okay, boo. Their CBD line is amazing too, which is really great for sleep, focus, and energy. Their products range from 2 milligrams to 50 milligrams of THC, so there's definitely something for everybody. My favorite part about this sponsor is that they ship to all 50 states legally with discreet packaging directly to your door. It makes it so easy breezy for you. No medical card required. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code LOWLIFE to receive 15% off plus one free sample of their Sleepy Dreams gummies. 21 and over. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. I'm all about leveling up with my lowlifers this year. As a fashion stylist, the first place I want to start, of course, is leveling up your closet. But I don't want you to break the bank. You don't got to spend a lot of money, honey. Design on a dime, boo. You can still elevate your closet on a budget. We want you to save some money here. So I'm happy to have Quince as a sponsor. They are here for us. They're going to take good care of us. At Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at affordable prices. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Oh, they're amazing. I bought these beautiful silk pillowcases for my bed. I got a cute jacket, a cozy cashmere cardigan, and navy blue joggers I'm obsessed with. These are staple pieces for my closet that will not go out of style, and I was able to save some money. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash lowlife for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash lowlife to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash lowlife. Let's talk The Last of Us. I'm excited. This show is popping off. It's top three in the country right now. It's good. Did you ever play the video game? Never. Okay. So I, yeah, I had no idea until the show Anything about this? No, but of course, I always like to research after I find something I like. And so it all came about the video game and the show based on this planet earth. Yes. yes which I've watched when I'm high. That's the best to watch. Yes. Yeah. There's an episode where these ants get overtaken by this fungus and it turns them into like zombies. It controls their brain and it gets inside with these like spores and it grows. And so it convinces these ants to climb these stalks, these tall stalks, and it explodes out of their heads. Oh. And yeah, it just kills them and like takes these things. And so that was kind of the inspiration. It of turns the, show. the ants into zombie ants. It, yeah, it controls their like minds. This fungus is able to grow inside them and take over their body. And it's almost like they're drunk and can like. Oh, manipulate. that's so interesting. I didn't know that's where the whole show came from the, yeah. or, or the video, video game. game. That was the whole premise of mm -hmm. it. 
these guys probably were high watching that. And oh, were yeah. like, holy shit. Imagine if this was with humans. Yeah. And so that's how it all. <laughs> and they end up writing a script. That's actually a brilliant idea, though. Genius. I love it. It's not. It's your... a take on zombies, but an interesting one. Well, I read they hate, they weren't allowed to say zombie at all. Okay. It's the infected is what they call them. I don't think they wanted it to be seen as zombies because it's a real thing. Like zombies aren't necessarily real, but this is a real fungus that takes over an animal. It's very specific to that. That's true. That type of ant. When they're overtaken by it, the people or the ant, do they appear zombie-like? Sure. Yes. But they're not actual zombies. Yes. Fair. I think it's the closest thing we can like describe it as is like a zombie character, yeah. but it's supposed to be a fungus is controlling these people. I feel like we're not giving too much away with the show. I don't even no. mind spoilers. I think we're just more dissecting the actual show, giving an idea of what we know so far because we're five episodes in. Yeah. And I don't know, there's probably 10 or 12 shows and they have a season two they just signed on for. Ooh. So it's coming back. Yep. All right. So that yeah. idea of zombies that is the whole premise for the actual now TV show. So they turned it into a video game and that game became so popular that they adapted it into a screen play. Yeah, a TV show. Which turned into the TV show. These fungus have adapted. In real life, it's almost impo it's impossible. They can't survive in our body temperatures. They like cold and we're hot. And so a lot would have to The happen. shrooms. The fungus, yeah. That People are probably going to listen to this and be like, what the f are you guys talking about? <laughs> They're shrooms. Mush it's like a fungus, it's a fungus yeah. mushroom that grows. And we don't, okay. So, the premise of the show, though, where did the first person, it's kind of like the pandemic. Yes. Was it a monkey? Was it a bat? Was it some sort of a, where did this, the coronavirus come from? Yeah. There's a lot of speculation. Was it in a lab? Whatever. So, with this, it's very similar. We don't know. And that's, yeah, they, it kind of ties into the whole, what's going on now they don't know the origin of it but it no. ends up in the state some way somehow yep People someone's just... infected with it and you get a weird rash that's what they show in the series in the show you get bitten that's how it's passed along is they bite somebody and then it, someone like, infected yeah someone infected bites someone else and then they become infected with this and the reason why they're biting someone else is because their brain becomes jello yeah controlled by this weird variant virus fungus yep Cordyceps is the cordyceps. Yeah, is the name of it. Scientific. Is that an actual fungus? No, it's a broad term for these type of fungus. Fungi. Yeah, fungi. Oh, okay. We're like scientists now. <laughs> we are. <laughs> God, I knew nothing. I don't even like mushrooms. Well, but apparently that female mushroom was about to go out with that male mushroom because he was a fungi. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. Couldn't so resist. So these magical, evil fungi mushrooms got into society. We don't know how these mushrooms got into the United States. They don't explain that yet. Maybe they will later on in the series, but it got into the States somehow. Someone got infected, and then that infected person bit someone, and it started to spread into society, and everybody's getting sick, much like the coronavirus. So everybody is infected, and the only way to get rid of this virus that is spreading like wildfire is to annihilate the population. If there is a part of the country that's been infected, a state, a city, a province, if you will, they're going to blow it up. So that's what the United States government is doing, is just blowing up different parts of the country that have been infected with this mushroom virus, getting rid of the people. So that's kind of where it starts is after they blew up and killed a lot of people. So the No, but the first episode is them literally getting blown up. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like a, but most of the show is like post. Oh, yeah, yeah, post-apocalypse, if you yeah. will, because it looks like the apocalypse. Oh, yeah, they've already End killed. of the world. Mm -hmm. And But I'm confused, like, why did they have to blow up people and the only way to stop the virus is by literally killing innocent people? Some people that weren't even infected are murdered in the show in the first episode. Because there's no way to stop it. Their thing is, is we might as well just eliminate it as a whole. Like the human race? They were going after cities. I think the countryside was a little more like spaced out. Again, the cities, everyone was just, they just were eliminating them altogether. So it would, because they knew it would spread. And then you have a whole, it's easier to take care of a city of maybe 200 infected versus 100,000 infected if they all get. So that's why they're like, you know what? Let's fucking bomb Kansas. Yes. <laughs> There's bye some bye. infections there. Goodbye, Kansas. Detroit, see you later, see you Michigan. Later. Yeah. Oh, and they're just dropping bombs on yeah. these people. That is f***ed up. And then there's a scene where they're 
taking people out of their homes and putting them very much like the Holocaust, putting them on these buses, buses yeah. with soldiers, you know, armed guards, you know, evacuating them from their homes. And they were telling the people, you're not infected, thank God. And we're going to take you to a, what the f- Country. Country. So we're going to take you to a quarantine facility and they could end up staying there safely. Yeah. Which was code for kill them. Kill them all. Yeah. Just dump them in a mass grave. Ugh. Horrifying. So I didn't know this was the whole premise of the show. It's very chaotic and stressful. Yes, it is. So some people, it's well shot, well done, and it's like an action movie and drama and horror and suspense all wrapped into one. It's not for everybody, though. It's not for everybody. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can understand why some people who might feel anxious are like, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. Because he made me anxious watching it. Now talking to you, knowing that that mushroom couldn't exist in our bodies, because I'm I'm watching it like, this is going to happen. I'm just waiting. Who knows? So let's talk about the characters, though, because there is some beautiful casting happening in the show. First up, Pedro Pascal. We love him. Beautiful man. He's about your height, like 6'3". He looks very tall. Is he tall? He looks it. He's long legs. I don't know. Well, he's standing next to a child most of the Fair. <laughs> yeah. Who's also great. The child who looks like the little girl from Growing Pains. She's the girl from Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Oh, what a great career for I a think. 12-year-old. That little queen. Yeah. Yes. And she's uh, the daughter, or we don't know. She's an orphan. Orphan. So there's like a federal agency, which the, the government is evil in this Fedra, show. Yes. The Fedra. The feds, the Fedra. And so she's a government kid. She went to like the Fedra schools. She's a product of the Fedra system. Mm -hmm. Okay. But she has this kryptonite of her blood can withstand whatever this. Oh, that's why she's being protected. This is why. Wow, am I missing parts of this show? (laughs) She, I'm like, why haven't they killed her? I get it. She is the savior of the humanity. Yeah. Because she was bitten by one of the mushroom-infected people. Multiple times she's been bitten. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. She's been bitten a lot of times, but she like can withstand it because her blood. Her blood. Yeah. And so their whole, what's the goal then? Is to replicate, to get her to like a lab where to they get can her replicate to- her, whatever is in her DNA that resists this virus to then create a vaccine for everyone around. Oh, wow. So there's where Pedro Pascal comes in. Comes in as a father figure, mm-hmm. but not because he was a father. He lost his that girl so cute who played. So, oh, love her. Yeah, I cried. Well, that's a big spoiler. Spoiler alert. If you want to change it, no, <laughs> we're gonna let you know. I mean, it's pretty far. Well, it's the first There's episode. A lot of spoilers though. out at this point. His daughter dies in the first episode. His yeah. biological daughter dies because she gets shot by one of the Fedra police. Fedra police. Yeah because they were just doing mass killings of innocent civilians, bombing places. And so that happens. And so the father survives, Pedro. And so Pedro Pascal ends up like a lone wolf, kind of a badass, yeah. you know, angry at the world. And they flash. That's the thing with the show. They're like seven years prior, six years later. And so this was, you know, 2000. 10, and then they show current day 2023 and where he's at now. Miserable. He's living in squalor. Mad Max type. Mad vibes. Max. That's what yeah. it looks like. Mad Max. Total apocalyptic. Just in America. Dystopian yeah. society. Scary. Very scary. And so that's where he's at now. And then someone's like, smuggle this little girl. You got to get her. One of the Black Panthers, if you will, <laughs> was like, you got to take this little girl and do us a favor and get her to safety. Get her to a lab. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole mission. Yeah, and that's kind of what the video game's about, I think, is taking this girl to, I want to say it's Wyoming, but somewhere out Wyoming. west. Wyoming. It's somewhere out west. Okay. And to get- To a lab. lab. Yeah, to save the world. But so that's where the story really starts. So everything else is kind of like just setting up the background information. The visuals in this show- Very good. I mean, they got big budget there at HBO. It's pretty- realistic it's all cgi i think no i saw like how they had to build some of the streets and that i think they shoot in montreal and so it was tough for like the weather alberta they shoot in alberta calgary and edmonton okay so canada yeah okay <laughs> so canada got it just wanted you to get the right province <laughs> i got my canadian lowlifers hey. they'd be like hold up but yeah so they're shooting in canada and actually building up the set yeah a lot of it that's cool and if you look at a side-by-side from the video game 
to the actual show, it's identical. A lot of the characters, the setting, even how they shoot it, it's very close to how the video game was. Is your New Year's resolution to find time-saving solutions so you can spend less time doing things like grocery shopping and more time with your little one? As a busy parent, I'm always looking for products and brands that will make my life easier. What is one change that's easy to make that will make your life easier in 2024? Little Spoon. Little Spoon delivers fresh, healthy meals and snacks that your kiddo will love for every eating stage. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Time-saving and convenient without compromise. Little Spoon delivers baby blends, biteables, plates, smoothies, snacks, and lunchers. Kids love it, and you will too. It's all so fresh, so delicious, and made with the cleanest, high-quality ingredients. Did I mention it all comes right to my door? So flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I pick the menu and change it up what I order every time. The price is right, the quality is unmatched. I love it, my kids love it, the grandparents love it, and I know all you lowlifers will love it too. A huge win-win-win for my family, and it can also be for yours. Simplify your kiddo's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash lowlife and enter our code lowlife at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I was listening to the creators of the show and they were big fans of the video game, but their big MO was how senseless and easy killing feels when you're in a video game. You're just shooting, bang, 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 shooting monster, you know, zombie-like creatures. Mm -hmm. But in this, it's a lot heavier and more intense. It does not feel like a video game. It's a very serious drama. And they wanted to show the humanity and the devastation of actual every murder. Yeah. And so it's not like watching The Walking Dead where you're just shooting a bunch of zombies. That's not the vibe of this one. It's very intense. And you actually kind of sympathize with the people that are getting killed too. You kind of feel bad for them. Like it's it's just sad, the whole thing. It's good. It's really good. My favorite character, favorite episode. If you are into this show or you're not into this show, it doesn't matter. But if you want to give it a chance, I could say you could start at episode number three. That's my favorite. The couple? The couple. Yes, it's so sweet. Okay. The guy from Parks and Recreation, that sort of that was Leslie Nope's boss. He kind of talks Ron. like Ron. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. He's like, Leslie, I will throw up if I don't have bacon. Bacon. I, vegetarians are Steak. disgusting. Yeah. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait, wait. I worry what you just heard was give me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Do you understand? He is like the most masculine, butch, lumberjack man. That's what he played in Parks and Recreation. Yep. He plays it so well. I think that's what he plays in everything. I, I think that's him in real life. It is him. <laughs> he's not acting, but he's great at being himself probably. But in this, he's one of the characters. And this particular episode, it stands alone in the story. Did you get emotional too? I did. Oh, Me too. Man. I cried. I cried. It's really sad. Yeah. Here's some spoiler. Spoiler time, because I have to talk about it. So this guy, it's a separate story, but it ties into the main characters. But what's his name in the show? Should we just call him Ron? Sure. So Ron from name. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> He's in this. Crossover. Yeah, crossover. He is in this town. And this character, Jacob, actually reminds me so much of you. I was thinking of you the whole time. Of me? Yes, this is you. A doomsday prepper. I guess I kind of am. Yes. You see my truck. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm watching this guy, he is prepared for every fucking thing you could imagine. The government, he's against the government. He's like, they're a bunch of Nazis that are trying to put us in cages. Turns out he wasn't wrong and kill us. That's what they were doing. And so he has like a whole bomb shelter, guns. His whole world is created for himself, self-sustained. He doesn't yes. need anyone. 
Well, the town was taken. He was the only one that was smart enough to hide when the soldiers came and took the townspeople. They came to evacuate all the people in this really cute, Kill. like Boston town. Yep. And it's like a gorgeous, cute little storybook mm-hmm. town. And they load them all up into the bus, kill them all. And that's it. This guy went into the bomb shelter, stayed safe. And so then he went to Home Depot and got all the supplies oh, yeah. he needed. So then the whole town is vacant, but every, they left it as is. Yeah. And so there. this guy goes into an empty, fully stocked Home Depot and breaks into every liquor store, everything you could imagine to get everything he would need. Yep. Takes care of himself. And it's just vacant. No one's there. And they haven't burned the town down yet because all the people were not sick and they just killed him. So there was no need to burn it down like yeah. they were doing with most. Yeah. Dropping a bomb. So he stocks up even more than he already had in supplies Builds this like fortress fence. Fence. Electro. Yeah. It had electronic fence, barbed wire, bear traps, little sneak bombs. traps everywhere. Oh, there was like where people, if they were coming near, it would shoot them. There was like guns that would go off and shoot them. It's a fortress. It's incredible what he built for himself. Very much what you would do. If I had to be in this situation with anyone, Jacob, I'm not even kidding. Before my parents, I'm knocking on Jacob's door. I just think I have a better chance at survival. And so this guy has a beautiful home and then some random hitchhike and this some guy that escaped. With a groomed beard. Like, <laughs> I know. He I like love, he was in a Just for Men commercial. I love that you pointed that out because that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. He's very well kept. Very well kept. Like, for just escaping his entire city being forced. Yeah, he's just been living in the forest. For weeks, months, perhaps. Just trimmed. He looked yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Looked like a fucking Banana Republic campaign. <laughs> he came out in like a fitted flannel, nice tailored pant, nice chino, and a desert boot, and a beautiful sculpted beard. That's funny because I thought the same thing. Ron from Parks and Rec comes out, what are you doing in my neck of the woods? What are you doing here? He's about to shoot him. And the guy's like, wait, wait, please, please. I'm just, I'm not infected. Please. I'm just looking for food. And Dick. Because the guy ends up being gay, and yeah. so does Ron, obviously. And so he lets this guy in because he doesn't have the virus. And a, the first encounter was just a meal, just having a nice little rabbit dinner. As a gay man, I will say this much, that led to a little piano playing. And that's when I knew he was always gay because Ron ends up singing this song on the piano. And it's he doesn't have the best vocals, but it's a very beautiful song about a lost love. And the guy says, did you write that about a girl? Was that about a woman in your life? And he goes, no, it wasn't, which clearly indicates it was probably about a man. Because that's when he asked, he's like, so have you ever been with anyone? He said, no one. Sexually. Yeah. So I think he was a virgin. Yeah. But probably he hadn't because he was closeted. Yeah. In that little town. Yeah. And so then this guy, the Just for Men model, ends up making a move on him and they have their first sexual encounter. Obviously they have sex. I kept thinking in my head, wait, and they do both go shower, you know, which was realistic because I would want to do that too. Have a nice fresh scrub down before I'm about to get plowed. Yeah. (laughs) I love that you just... Uh Uh-huh. I would encourage whatever you need, love. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I take a shit before I'm like, yep. Yeah. Enema, squeeze it up there, clean it out, a little rose water. It's nice. Make sure the pipes are nice and ready to go. And so, but then he does that. But in my head, I'm like, they just had thick steaks, potatoes, wine, and then that's going to be his first sexual encounter. (laughs) That's rough. Anal with a full belly. I'd stop solids after three if I know I'm going to go down that road. And so I was a little surprised by that. But anyway. It's end of times. End of times. It's a different time. But not for them because they end up showing this beautiful story of these two men falling in love. The yeah. guy was supposed to leave. He was like, I'm just passing through. Stayed, lived with them. They had a beautiful life together away from society for what, like seven, eight, 10 years? It aged, uh, yeah, it, the, the jump kind of. They kept jumping like yeah. three years later, six more years later, 20, 23 years later. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, so it was like, I, it could have been five to 15 years. I have no idea, but they were together for a long time. Yeah. And so sweet, painting together, writing music, growing crops mm-hmm. in alone in this town and that's where they get introduced to pedro pascal pedro comes in with what is that chick his girlfriend I no guess. his yeah his boo thing his like a sister older sister to him because they I weren't thought, romantic i thought they were 
I don't know. Well, anyway, he comes into this town and the couple now, they're yeah. a couple, allow for him to come in. And the only reason why is because the just for men model was like, let them in. We need friends. Come on. We haven't seen a human in 10 years besides, you know, people trying to attack us zombies. And so anyway, the whole thing's really sad. At the end, they have Romeo and Juliet it and kill themselves. Oh, and I so sweet. cried my eyes out. Yeah. One guy's getting older and he has some sort of an illness and Ron decides to just end it with him. It wasn't tragic. Like let's, it was because they're it was very tragic. killing themselves together, but it wasn't because I can't live without you. It wasn't yeah. like that. There was a peacefulness. I actually, Jacob, would want to go out like that. It was too soon. Like I felt like he still had some life left in him. Maybe. Well, and he, he was, just was ready. He didn't want to live anymore. The Just for Men model yeah. was in a wheelchair because uh -huh. they had showed the age progression. And so now there's 15 years, let's say, that went by. I don't know. And he clearly, his health was deteriorating and he wasn't comfortable and he was just in pain and feeling miserable. And so he tells Ron, I don't want to take my medications anymore. I just want to die. Yeah. Tonight's the night. So let's go get married like we wanted to do this whole time. I guess they had like a cute little ceremony just for them and take me to my favorite garden or let me go to the clothing store. They rebuilt the clothing store. The whole town. Yeah, they were They rebuilt the town just for them. Yeah. And so they went to a clothing store and... And they have this last moment together, and that's when Ron says, you know, I'm going to give you this drink and basically crush up a bunch of pills in it to end his life because that's what his partner had wanted. Yeah. And so Ron switches it up, bait and switch, and says, hey, you're going down, you're dying, and so am I. We're dying together tonight in each other's arms. Because tonight will be the night that I will fall for you over again and so they end up dying together beautiful episode and the show's over and the show's over no that was episode three and there's yeah. still you know, 10 more episodes or something. a lot to go yeah but I, that was my favorite one because it was like a little story within a story which i love that and mm -hmm. the full character development we got to see them meet age have sex eat rabbit which was weird full anal didn't show it implied it grow flowers and die together and it was heartbreaking beautiful just really well done. 10 out of 10 for that episode. Is the show, I mean, clearly after listening to this episode, we could say it's low life or approved. Yes. And we're only five or six episodes deep mm -hmm. because it's not a show that's released all at once. Like Netflix, HBO does a different game. Yeah. If all the episodes were released, I would be binge watching them in my underwear, ordering Postmates, flies are buzzing around at this the point. The last of low, it would be. It would be the last of low. Yeah, because... Each episode's an hour. We're going to do 12 episodes, 13. That's 13 hours. Oh, and I've done it. And I don't watch them on Sundays because my Sundays are already booked doing other things. And so I usually watch it on Tuesday nights. You have to watch it at nighttime. I feel like it's... This is a nighttime watch. Definitely. A sociopath is going to watch this one in the morning. 9 a.m. in bed. I'm waking up. Let me watch The Last of Us. Oof, dark. Thank you for coming on, Jacob. Thanks for having me, Lou. Thank it's you. It's been for, too long. It's been way too long. The low lifers love you. I love you too. Until next time, we're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Jacob is definitely going to be back for more episodes. I love talking to him. We have the best conversations and he's always down to do a deep dive on weird shit with me. <laughs> so whether that be cannibals or some crazy psychopath killer or watching a really good show, like Jacob is the man, like he's the guy that I would always want to do any of those deep dives with. And so I enjoy those conversations and love sharing them with you. We have some amazing guests coming up for you. Oh, next week's episode is going to be so good. Dr. Alex Wills, psychiatrist. So you know that book, Don't Give a F***? It's a really popular book. It's a New York Times bestseller, and it's the art of not giving a f like not letting things affect you. I understand why the author wrote that, and so many people resonate with that particular message. Dr. Wills is on the flip side of life, and he's talking about actually giving a f and why that's important and how to care about something, process anger, problems, traumas in your life, and then take it and the information, the learning lesson that you have from that and apply it into your life to live a better, more fulfilled version of yourself. 
And so I had a really good conversation with him about this. I enjoyed it. He has a book that's phenomenal, and I'm very excited to share that conversation with you guys next week. That one is filled with great tips for life and also just a wealth of information. Mental health is everything. It really is. Like You can't do shit if your mental health is in the dumps. It hinders you in every aspect of your life. That's the first place to start in life is what the hell is going on between your ears. Once you have that figured out or you have a good sense of like how I can navigate life, it really sets you up for success. And so that's why we're going to talk about it because mental health is everything. Caitlin is going to be coming back for more episodes, my Canadian Maple Delight. Oh, and I have more Canadian Maple Delights coming on the show as well. More Canadians. I love me some Canadians. Jason will be back on the show as well. Mr. Jason Tardick. I have some great guests in store for you. I love doing this podcast. It's so much fun. I'm having the best time with it, but I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it weren't for you, the listener. This podcast would be nothing if it weren't for you. So thank you for listening to the show, recommending it to your friends, family, your loved ones, sharing links for people to listen to specific episodes. I always want there to be some sort of a takeaway from every single episode. I'm not about to waste people's time here. I don't want to waste your time. you got to have some sort of a takeaway, whether it be a new perspective, some new knowledge that you learn that you could talk about at the dinner table, or just a funny conversation that actually puts a smile on your face. you got to leave with something here. That's my mission on this podcast. Don't waste anybody's time and don't put out bullshit shows. And so <laughs> with your help and support, I'm able to do that. So thank you for supporting the show. If you enjoy a podcast, any podcast, if you love a show, the best way to support it, the biggest impact you could make is one, supporting the sponsors, using the sponsor codes, but number two is leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It is a game changer. It helps so much. It helps with the analytics, the algorithm. If you leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, it helps you actually get more sponsors for the show. And so thank you for leaving those reviews. It really does make a big difference. The more reviews, the better. I have listeners who will write several reviews. Just boom, copy, paste. There's your review for the week. And these reviews could be anything you want them to be. You could leave a little dick emoji, throw a little unicorn or a salsa dancer my way, or you could actually write something. The more reviews, the better. So again, thank you for taking the time to do that. I'd love for you to answer two questions in the review section. Put your answers in the review section of Apple Podcasts. First question is, are you down to do the 75 hard challenge? I've had a few people slide into my DM saying they're down. Some people are saying absolutely not. <laughs> I want to know if you would do it. And if so, let's start that support group because this is not going to be easy to do. And some people I get not wanting to do 75 hard. You might want to do 75 medium, easy, soft, whatever. I'm down for that too. But just committing to something for 75 days, I feel like it would be life-changing. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the 75 hard challenge is a set of five things to do for 75 days. First thing, you have to pick a diet and stick to it. No cheating. Just stick to whatever diet that is, Mediterranean, keto, whatever it is, stick to it. Number two, read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every single day. I'm down to read, but I also enjoy an audiobook, so I'm bending the rules and listening to my audiobook. Also, number three is drink a gallon of water every single day. Number four, take a progress photo of yourself every day. And last but not least, this is the toughest one of them all. Number five is do two 45-minute workouts every day. And one of those 45-minute workouts has to be outside. And that's where I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. If you're doing two workouts a day, even if it's just walking for 45 minutes, walking your dog or whatever, like that counts but sometimes it's going to have to be inside. Like if it's raining or snowing where you're at, like I'm not going to brave the cold. I'm just going to stay inside. And so, yeah, I'm down to do it. And if you're into this, let me know in the review section of Apple podcast. Second question for you is, are you watching the last of us? I just did an episode on it, but I'm curious if you're actually watching this show and let me know if you're enjoying the show. And if there's any other shows that you recommend and you want me to do a deep dive on those shows. Oh, I love it. Any recommendations, please leave them for me in the review section of Apple Podcasts because I'm down to do a deep dive on shows that you're actually interested in as well. The Low Life Gifting Suite is open for business. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, answer the questions from today in the review section of Apple Podcasts and boom, leave your Instagram handle somewhere in the review section and you have a chance to win something from the Low Life Gifting Suite. Gifts from our sponsors, hyaluronic serums, beauty products I'm obsessed with, 
shit you didn't know you needed from Amazon. Oh, I have so much stuff I'm sending out to my listeners. So if you want a chance to win something, all you have to do is leave a review or answer the question from today's show in the review section of Apple Podcasts. I want to shout out some listeners who have taken the time to leave that review because it helps so much. It helps us. Help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. First one up is coming from Madge4355 at Madge4355, writes, I'm so glad I found this podcast. Five stars. I told my adult children to call me the queen from now on. XOXO. (laughs) I love that. As you should, queen. Freaking tell those adult kids of yours to call you a queen. All right, next review is coming in hot from at Christina Cherup, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-C-H-E-R-E-P. Christina Cherup writes, a highly sensitive Pisces piranha lowlifer. <laughs> oh, she's a Pisces queen, five stars. It makes my heart so happy every time I hear you talk about your admiration for Pisces. Your description was so on point for me. I also love that the queen is a March Pisces as well. My birthday is just four days after hers. Oh, happy birthday, boo. I absolutely love this episode about highly sensitive people because I definitely am one. I feel like some of my best friendships are with other highly sensitive people. So it's no surprise that my favorite podcaster is one too. Please don't ever stop podcasting because you are one of the highlights of my week and you were truly made to do this. Love you, puta. I love you too, queen. Thank you for that beautiful review. Happy freaking birthday. I hope you are living it up this week and doing the absolute bare minimum because it's your birthday and you deserve to do absolutely nothing if that's what you choose to do. That highly sensitive people episode, that's actually one of my favorites because I've been self-conscious about being so sensitive, just being told I'm sensitive, but in a negative way. And I hated it until I didn't, until I stopped hating it. And I was like, wait, this is actually pretty cool. This isn't something to be embarrassed about. This isn't something to have a bit of shame for. It's great to be highly sensitive and it actually could serve as a superpower for you. If you know how to use it, it could actually feel more like a gift than a curse at times. And so you get exactly what I'm talking about, you little piranha. Happy birthday, Christina. I love you. And I'm hoping I get to meet you and my lowlifers in person. Like I want to be able to hang out and have some sort of like a podcast tour moment. I'm putting it into the universe. So hopefully that could happen because I'd love to just meet you guys, give you a freaking hug and just hang. All right. We have time for one more review. And this one is coming in hot from at YF Olivia B at YF underscore Olivia B writes. I love the name Olivia, by the way. Olivia says, five stars. Hey, Lo, so my husband is one of those rare breeds that doesn't like chocolate or coffee. What? So anytime he sees me eating a piece of chocolate or drinking my cup of coffee, he says, ew, how can you like that? And I respond, don't yuck someone's yum. He's been yucking my love for chocolate and coffee ever since we met, and I feel like I have the perfect response now. Thanks, Lo. <laughs> oh, because I do say that. Don't yuck somebody's yum. I'm never going to yuck somebody's yum, especially because like my moral compass doesn't even exist at this point. I mean, it's really hard to freaking yuck somebody's yum for me because I just, I don't know, I'm pretty open-minded. The only yuck of somebody's yum that I could think offhand that would be like, mm, no thanks, that's pretty fucking gross, is like necrophilia, having sex with a dead body or an animal, yuck. Can't get behind that yum at all. No thanks. Although I do want to have some necrophiliac or someone who's into bestiality. Ooh, no. Maybe a psychologist to talk about it. I don't know. But it would be kind of interesting to have a conversation with someone who actually is into that. Like, what happened to you? Or what didn't happen to you in life? Like, I don't understand it. That's a really hard one for me to grasp. My brain just can't even fathom. (laughs) It's so sick. So outside of that, yeah, I'm not going to yuck your yum. And I love me some chocolate. I love iced coffee, preferably iced. And that's the perfect note to leave this week's episode on. I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Have a nice coffee. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Make a margarita. Apply your serums. Don't forget your SPF. Masturbate. Take some medibles. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. We, we love, love you. you and we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>